I am excited to have this conversation with you today where we explore the transformative power of radical forgiveness and its ability to heal deep emotional wounds. Forgiveness is a concept that is often discussed but rarely fully understood. At its core, forgiveness is the act of letting go of anger, resentment, and negative emotions towards someone who has wronged us. It is a difficult process that requires courage, empathy, and a willingness to move beyond our pain. But what happens when forgiveness is not just about letting go, but about transforming our entire perspective on a situation or person? This is where radical forgiveness comes in. Hi, I'm Brenda Reese, Freedom and Forgiveness Coach, and a person just like you that is learning to navigate life and all of its challenges. I teach a forgiveness process like no other. It's a blend of practical and spiritual forgiveness. This process guides you into knowing how unforgiveness can be keeping you stuck in your relationships, both personally and professionally, and how it prevents you from releasing resentment and finding joy. Each week, I share practical and some not-so-practical tips, tools, and advice from myself and other people that are on this journey just like us. This is for you if you are ready to turn your pain into peace. Welcome to the Forgive Yourself Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I am your host, Brenda Reese. And I am certified as a Radical Forgiveness Master Coach through the Radical Living Institute. Now, this process changed how I viewed myself, my hurts, and my life. It gave me understanding and a way that I could take my power back. I use the tools of Radical Forgiveness in my coaching business, along with other tools that I have developed myself. But having the foundation of this very special process is a go-to for me for guiding people through forgiveness so they can let go of the blame, shame, guilt, and regret and reclaim their lives. Radical forgiveness is a powerful and transformative process that goes beyond traditional forgiveness. It involves shifting our perspective from victimhood to a place of understanding, compassion, and even gratitude. It is about recognizing that everything in our lives, even the most painful experiences, happens for a reason and serves a higher purpose. Now, I'd like to define victimhood or victim consciousness that I'm referring to. To be a victim is to perceive yourself to have been damaged or injured in a particular way by someone else, and that because of them, You are unable to feel peaceful. They are the cause of your unhappiness. This becomes your victim story, and it resides in you as part of your victim consciousness. So the blame for everything that is not good in our lives lies with everything and everybody out there rather than inside of us. We are not willing to take any responsibility for our thoughts, feelings, and actions or non-actions. Today, we are going to be talking about the five stages of radical forgiveness. The five stages of radical forgiveness are a unique and powerful process developed by Colin Tipping, founder of the Radical Forgiveness Institute. 
These stages help us move from a place of anger, hurt, and blame towards a place of understanding, compassion, and healing. Now, I'd like to share with you those five stages and give you some context around them. So let's begin. Now, the first stage of radical forgiveness is simple, telling the story. Now, this is about telling our victim story. This is where we tell the story, we're able to express our feelings, and acknowledge the hurt and pain that we feel. It involves talking about the situation or person who has wronged us and really allowing ourselves to feel the full range of emotions that come up. Again, this is where you would, for those of us that have done a lot of work, we understand our stories and what goes into them. But for most of us, we need, there's parts of us that need to be heard. So this is what we call the victim story. We write this from the point of view that we have been victimized because we feel that we have been, and that's important to do. This is the story that you have told yourself over and over again about this situation and person or persons, and maybe you are even tired of hearing it yourself. I know I finally got to that point with my ex. Oh God, I got so tired of hearing myself talk. But it is so important to those parts of us that experience this violation that the story be witnessed and validated. What I tell my clients is that when they are telling me the story, they get to tell this story this way for the last time because they are being witnessed, which is being heard and seen. Because after they are willing to do the forgiveness process, It helps shift their perception around the story so that they are no longer a victim of it. Now, stage two is feeling the feelings. This second stage is about allowing ourselves to feel the emotions that come up without judgment or resistance. This involves acknowledging our anger, our sadness, our hurt, and other emotions and allowing them to flow through us. This means feeling it, not talking about it, analyzing it, or labeling it, but experiencing it in a safe way. This, in all honesty, is the hardest step because most of us aren't taught to feel our feelings or express them in an emotionally mature way. If you're like me, it wasn't part of my upbringing to talk about our feelings and feel safe in expressing them. Quite the contrary. We were told to quit being a crybaby, go to your room until you can control yourself, and was told that if I kept crying, I'll give you something to cry about. Anybody else hear that in their young years? Yeah, not a safe environment or healthy way to learn about emotions. I did not know about emotional intelligence and being able to understand that emotions are energy in motion. And that if I allowed them to move, right, if I could sit with them without judgment, they can pass through in a matter of minutes versus years of feeling like I was a victim to them. Now, stage three is called collapsing the story. This third stage is about shifting our perspective and collapsing the story that we have told ourselves about the situation or person who has wronged us. This involves recognizing that our story is just a story 
and that there may be other ways of looking at the situation. Okay, okay. I can feel you bristling on that one. So hear me out for just a minute. We all have emotions wrapped up in our stories. And that's what keeps them in the loop in our minds. And it keeps our heart closed off. When I first went through these stages with my coach, I was not ready to give up my story. And that is okay. The beauty of radical forgiveness is that you can be as skeptical as you want. And I sure was. Because the way the tools of radical forgiveness are designed gives your head something to do so your heart can heal. That's the way I describe it. And what I learned is that it works in spite of me. All I needed was the energy of willingness to go through the process. And I'll be doggone, it worked. Even when I didn't want to let go of my story, I would feel movement. I would feel better. And it was just, well, a few times it was really frustrating. But I felt better. And that's what made the difference. So an example of this could be, have you ever thought of looking at a story that you've been telling yourself like a reporter would? The reporter looks at the facts of a story. Then they add the witness statements. And then, of course, add the drama to it. So when we look at this stage of radical forgiveness, we look at the victim's story after allowing ourselves to feel the feelings, of course. Then we start to look at the facts of it versus the interpretation that we made up about it. So see, we've already had the drama. So now we're kind of going backwards of what a reporter would do. So I'll tell you a story. When I met with a forgiveness coach, she found a number pattern in my relationships and life that led me back to my dad leaving the family when I was five. Number patterns are fascinating. And see if you have one by listening to my story. So when I met with a forgiveness coach, she asked me about my life and how many times I'd been married and for how long and how many jobs I had and for how long. And I said, well, my first marriage was five years. My second marriage was five and a half years. And my third marriage that I just got divorced from was 10 years. Now, my first job was 10 years and my second job was 20 years. She looked at me and said, what happened when you were five years old? You have a pattern of five in your life. I said, well, I'd never heard that before after lots of years of therapy. And I said, well, my dad left. He left for another family with a daughter who was my age and looked like me. Okay, that's a story that I had been having for a long time. I also shared with her that he never did pay attention to me. And when we went to visit after the divorce, he was paying attention to her again and not me. Oh, I remember that too. I remember feeling numb. It was painful. When I did the relationship timeline with her, we found that I had made up a belief at that time that every man that I love will choose another woman over me. Now, I didn't know it because that's the unconscious part of these beliefs, but the way I found it was working with a forgiveness coach and doing these exercises, including this timeline, which showed me that that happened in every single one of my relationships. I mean, I'm talking every single one of them, every man that I was involved with had chosen another woman over me, all of them. It was crazy until 
the marriage I'm in now, which happened after I did all the forgiveness work. Thank goodness, because now I don't have that pattern. So the fact in the story, because we're going to go back to this is stage three. So the fact is that my mom and dad got a divorce, that he left and he moved in with another family. What I made up about it, this is my interpretation. We're separating fact from interpretation because interpretation is my suffering. So my interpretation is that every man that I love is going to choose another woman over me and that I have to work hard to get love and that love hurts. Those were the patterns that showed up in my relationships everywhere, in my relationships, my life, my career even, and my friendships, right? These beliefs and patterns had me working hard to prove myself, keeping myself in relationships that weren't healthy and not feeling good enough. So I was never stepping out, never taking risks. And I drank over this for a long time. And I'm so grateful that I will have 20 years of sobriety this year. That's amazing in itself. So now number four, reframing the experience. The fourth stage is about reframing and finding the gift or lesson in the situation in simple terms. This involves recognizing that everything happens for a reason and that there might be a higher purpose to our pain. Another way to say it is, all that is required for you to be willing to be open to the possibility that there might be a reason for all the things that you have experienced in your life. Again, I'll repeat that. All that is required is for you to be willing to be open to the possibility that there might be a reason for all the things that you have experienced in your life. Okay, remember, you're being willing to be willing. So when we look at our experiences and stories through a different lens, even though it is a stretch, maybe, just maybe, life is happening for me and not to me. I thought life was happening to me most of my life. And I had proof, right? With all those betrayals and the codependence and the bad things that happened to me, what I didn't allow myself to acknowledge was that I wasn't willing to take responsibility for my responses to my experience. I was victimized like a lot of you, yet I didn't know how to look at my stories and situations through that different lens until the forgiveness work. This reframe step got me thinking and feeling and processing in a different way, which actually brought some peace to my heart because then it made sense and there was a reason for it to be happening instead of me feeling like life is random and out to get me. Stage five, integration. This final stage is about integrating the experience and finding a new sense of peace and acceptance. This involves recognizing that we have the power to choose how we respond to a situation and that forgiveness is a choice we can make. And we can get there by doing this process. It's not an overnight experience. And it's simple, but not easy, because we have our emotions involved, right? But it can happen. Trust me, it can. 
So as you have been experiencing the radical forgiveness process, you find that you have let go of layers of stories and doubts and fears, and you've become willing to create awareness and take responsibility for yourself and the choices and decisions you have made in your life. When we get really real with ourselves and really honest with ourselves, we can see through this process where we gave our power away. Now, I'm not saying that we gave our power away during some painful events in our lives, right? But what I'm talking about is where we can then see how we gave our power away with how they affected us afterwards by where they kept us stuck and not able to enjoy life. When we blame others, we are giving them our precious energy and power. We do that, not them. When we can get to the point of understanding and bring in compassion for ourselves that we didn't know any better until we knew better, then we can choose a new story. How do you want to move forward? How do you want to feel? What are your values? Can you start to be kinder to yourself? Taking these small steps towards self-care and understanding is what opens up for you, right? When we do this process, when we make room by letting go of those stories and the pain. I mean, look at it. What new job or career or hobby do you want to create? By doing these stages and creating more awareness, we learn to take more responsibility for what we can control, which is us. We don't really have control over anything else. And this does empower us through choice. So overall, the five stages of radical forgiveness provide a powerful framework for transforming our perspective and releasing the negative emotions that hold us back from living our best lives. By working through these stages, we can find a new sense of peace, acceptance, and gratitude for the challenges we face. If you want to learn more about Radical Forgiveness, you can check out Colin Tipping's book called Radical Forgiveness, a revolutionary five-stage process to heal relationships, let go of anger and blame, and find peace in any situation. There are tangible tools like worksheets, audio processes, and other ways that guide you through releasing your hurt so you can turn your pain into peace. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy it, would you do me a favor and share this episode and then follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss one episode of the Forgive Yourself podcast, where every Friday you will get tips, tools, and stories so that you can turn your pain into peace. Take care.